Why I am hopeful about the new Israeli government by Dr. Michael Brown. May all that you stand for and that we stand for be preserved under the providence of God for the happiness of mankind. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. But it is the values of individual liberty, equality before the law and the supremacy of people over the state to which we can always with confidence return as a powerful and uniting force. Australia is not a secular country. It is a free country. Evangelical Christians who have become used to the effective leadership of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Israel's longest serving Prime Minister, may have grave concerns about the newly formed coalition government. But I believe there is good reason to hope that this new government might be just what Israel needs. When I was asked by the New York Times about evangelical reaction to the potential ouster of Netanyahu, I replied, Your average American evangelical would think it's a tragedy if Netanyahu is out. It will be similar in many of their minds to Trump losing to Biden. Despite those concerns, however... The great majority of evangelicals from whom I'm hearing are expressing their support for the new government, wanting to continue to stand together with Israel and have a positive, supportive relationship. Given that Netanyahu was such an effective leader on so many fronts, what then could be good about his ouster? And what could be positive about the new government? First, Netanyahu's latest attempt at forming a government caused him to lurch further to the right, to the point of embracing some dangerously anti-Arab ideologies. Increasingly, he was not serving as leader of the whole country. Second, in order to form a coalition, he needed to cozy up to the ultra-Orthodox Jewish parties, whose almost exclusive focus is on the well-being of their communities. This often comes at the expense of the rest of the nation, which is forced to subsidise these devoted, ultra-Orthodox families, also known as Haradim. Almost all of the men do not serve in the military, and many of them study rabbinic texts day and night rather than work secular jobs, underwritten by taxpayer money. In their view, this is their sacred calling and is a spiritual key to the nation's preservation. Not only so... But these ultra-Orthodox parties always demand control over certain important positions, including the Ministry of the Interior, which then works against the interests of Messianic Jews in the land. This is a perspective often missed by many Christians in the West. Within Israel, while Netanyahu certainly has his backers and while he has done much good, the believing community is hardly united behind him. In keeping with this, one of my friends who emigrated to Israel in the 1970s and has been a citizen ever since underscored these issues to me, adding, quote, I always saw Netanyahu's lack of interest in promoting the good for Israel's Arabs as unbiblical. For most of the years, the Israeli Arabs have been decent citizens for the most part, but their cities were unpoliced and lately are often ruled by gangs which are terrorizing the normal citizens of Israeli Arab towns. They need infrastructure on a level with all of Israel. They are Israeli citizens. There needs to be more fairness in giving Arabs reasonable rights to build housing, even though the country is tiny and there isn't enough room for anyone. And this is where I see hope for the new coalition. First, the incoming two-year Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett, himself strongly to the right, seems to have put the good of the country ahead of partisan interests. According to Bennett's long-term advisor, George Birnbaum, In all his private conversations with Bennett, he never spoke against Netanyahu. The enemy for Bennett was a fifth election in under two and a half years. 
His main driving force was not vitriol against Bibi, Birnbaum said. He said we need to do what is best for Israel and what is worst for Israel is a fifth election, end quote. To be sure, Bennett, like Netanyahu, is a shrewd politician, emerging as incoming two-year prime minister while garnering less than 10% of the total vote. This is quite a political feat. Yet I am hopeful that it is not only a personal ambition driving him and that he does want to see the nation move forward. With the new coalition, no one got everything they wanted. Everyone had to compromise somewhere. Idealism had to yield to pragmatism. Second, as much as I have concerns about an Islamist party serving as part of the government, as opposed to simply having votes in the Knesset, Arab Israelis do make up 20% or more of the nation, and their needs and interests must be addressed. This number is separate from the self-identified Palestinians living in Gaza and Judea Sumeria, also known as the West Bank. They total almost 6 million. As noted by my friend in Israel, quote, Bennett, Yair Lapid, leader of the Yesh Atid, who would serve as the next Prime Minister for two years after Bennett, and Mansour Abbas, leader of the Islamist party, have spoken in reasonable, even caring speeches, while Netanyahu has blasted and blasted and was at his best with his fear-mongering anger and hate-filled attacks against Bennett and company. If Abbas will genuinely seek to better the lives of his people, he will be the very first Arab politician to do this. If he breaks the mode, it will be a great breakthrough for the betterment of the Israeli Arabs and the entire nation. End quote. Yet the challenges are immense. Quote, this new coalition is new. It is going to have horrific challenges, especially in dealing with Jerusalem and Ha-Habayit, a Temple Mount controversy that could erupt into terrible violence. A war can always start in the second. Iran and Biden are tremendous challenges. This Bennett-Lapid coalition is going to need all the prayer power and angelic protection it can possibly get. Only a small percentage of Israelis believe this government will last, end quote. Still, there is reason for hope. In any case, the end of the current Netanyahu reign of power could turn out benefiting the nation more than hurting it. All the more reason for ongoing prayer. Today, we need a special kind of courage. Not the kind needed in battle, but the kind which makes us stand up everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynic, so that we can show the world that we are not afraid of the future.